In this episode, we're going to be diving deep into what divine perfection looks like and what perfection looks like from an ego standpoint. That way you can live a more fulfilling and aligned life. Welcome to Sovereign Solutions, a lifestyle podcast for your soul. I am your host, Cody Ann Smith. I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher who is passionate about helping you master your life, upgrading your energy, answering your highest calling, and leaving a legacy that powerfully impacts the world. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Before we get started, I would like to invite you over to my Instagram stories where you can leave suggestions for topics that you would like to hear in the future. As always, I want to thank you for your gift of presence and pushing play today and doing this inner work that's truly transformative for the collective and for your individual self. We all have this idea of what perfection looks like. We have perfected ideas of the perfect body, of the perfect house, of the perfect career, relationship, situation, projects, outcomes, all sorts of ideas of what perfection looks like for each one of us, true or not true. And oftentimes out of that ideal or that idea of what perfection can look like, we create rigidity in our bodies. And the way that that shows up is that, have you ever expected something to go a certain way? And then when it didn't, You felt constricted and tight and maybe your mind started feeling with anxiety and you were like super overwhelmed and wanted to fix the very thing that seemed like it wasn't perfect. If that has happened to you, you're not alone because I can promise you that almost all of us have felt that way at one time or another. And I want to invite you to explore the idea that when you are operating from an ego perfection, it always leads to suffering. And it almost always has an identity attached to it. So our outcomes that don't go a certain way and cause us all this grief and this anxiety and all this panic and worry and anger and frustration all comes from this idea that we are connected to the outcome of things, that our identity is woven within the outcome of whatever situation is coming up. So let me give you an example of this. My identity is really tied up with the relationship with my mom. And my mom isn't really doing that great. She is having problems with being able to stop drinking and to allow life to be beautiful again. And so every time that I see her stumble and fall and go back to her old ways, even after saying that she really wants to change and that she wants to get better, it can feel defeating for me. Deep down, my ego really wants to see her living this perfected life, living her life from a place of health and joy and beauty because it's really tough on my identity and who I think I am to watch her life dissolve the way it is. And deep down, I'm terrified of losing her. I'm terrified of losing her to this alcohol and to her lifestyle. Because deep down, if I lose her, then I will lose a piece of myself. Do you see where this is going? Because if I identify with 
being her daughter and holding on to that in a really rigid way, at some level, I feel connected to her decisions. I feel halfway responsible for what she does. And that's the ego though, because the divine part of me knows better. The divine part of me knows that there's perfection in this as well, and that I'm not responsible for what she's doing, and that I'm only playing a role as the daughter, and that I'm so much more than that. So that identity of having to fulfill a certain role or to strive for this perfect way of being or way of living is really tied up in this ego's idea of perfection. Another great example that I can think of off the top of my head is that of being a parent. If you're a parent, you can probably resonate with this to some level because as parents, we also feel that in that role that our children are a reflection of our identity. So when they make a mistake, we can sometimes feel like that mistake that they make is actually a mistake that we made because of that identity thing. So the ego has this idea of perfection even in parenting. And when that idea of perfection isn't met, it can create chaos and it can create feelings of not being good enough or unworth or that we somehow didn't own up to some level of perfection that we have created in our minds around being the perfect parent. But divine perfection is much different. Divine perfection removes the identity from the situation. So in my mom's example, if I removed the identity from the situation in which her alcoholism is taking over her life and ruining it, then no longer do I have to suffer because I am not seeing it as a problem any longer. Instead, I realize that it's part of the divine orchestra and that her soul is on its own journey and that I don't have to identify with what she's doing. Because from divine eyes and divine perfection, all of our mistakes are already perfect. They all have a purpose. And maybe even on some level, the way that she's acting in this lifetime creates an opportunity for me to learn a lesson as well, because we all come here with our divine family to help us learn lessons. And sometimes it shows up with these challenging moments, with these challenging relationships, and with challenging life circumstances that requires us to be able to look at it from a different perspective. So going back to that perfection, that ego perfection, when we create this idea that things have to be a certain way, it creates rigidity in our bodies. And then we strive for that perfection. And when we can't reach it because it's not in the plan, then what happens? There's a longing and a hunger inside of us that wants to escape our current reality and our experiences and change it into something else. But understanding that everything is already perfect removes that pressure it satiates that hunger inside. The longing ceases and we start to experience and live life joyfully in the moment instead of worrying and constantly striving for this idea of perfection that doesn't exist. Because 
Here's the thing. Sometimes we strive so hard for that perfection that we end up even lying to ourselves. And then our subconscious knows that we're lying to ourselves, so it creates a suffering and it can manifest as anger or irritability or anxiety or apprehension towards life. And that's no way to live. But the moment that we realize that we're living in that space of ego perfection, then we can swap it and remember that divine perfection is always orchestrated behind all of that. There's this divine play that's going on behind the scenes that might not make sense to our logical minds and especially not to our ego. Our ego is like screaming, saying that it wants to change the situation. But the beautiful thing is when we remember that the divine is in charge and that there's perfection in chaos and in when things are falling apart, sometimes they're falling apart so they can build their self up in a new way. Maybe it's perfect that my mom is going through this so that I can see what it's like to fully accept a situation that I have no control over. There's always a lesson in everything. And every time that we try to perfect things from our ego, we block ourselves from being able to experience the actual lesson that's trying to come through. So I want to invite you to think about where in the world is perfection showing up in your life? We have multiple areas of our lives where this stuff can show up, obviously. Here's another example. When I do somebody's gene key reading, I always do a very thorough job. Almost every time that I send out a reading, somebody is always telling me how accurate and how on point it was and how eye-opening it was for them. But yet, before I send that reading, ego likes to come in and tell me all the ways that my reading could have been better or how I could have said something in a better way or that maybe I missed something and I really have to step back and tell myself that everything that I sent in that reading is exactly how it's meant to be. And it removes that pressure. Every time that I go to create a piece of content, to record a podcast, to deliver somebody's reading, or get on a call with somebody, I always ground myself in the intention that everything that comes out is meant to go exactly how it ends up. And that those who are meant to hear the message or those who are meant to have that transformation are going to have it. And that also helps remove the pressure because it's really easy for us to do something and then look at everything that we've done wrong or everything that isn't quite perfect. But once we realize that everything is already perfect the way it is, it opens up new doors. It opens us up to receiving more. Abundance. Abundance comes from the ability to be open to receiving. And abundance isn't just money. But when we're so rigid around how things need to come to us and the perfection of that, then we end up closing the door on the very things that we want. If we want to experience joy and bliss and pleasure and happiness, yet we think it has to come in this perfected way, then we block ourselves from all the magical ways that it could show up for us. And that can be a whole nother topic, but 
This plays into every area of our lives. And that's what I really want to drill home here is that it doesn't have to do with just specific things. We can witness it in all areas of our lives. Truly, the power is within you. The power is within me. There's no power outside of us that's going to help us get through this. It's an inside job. And the divine is always creating opportunities for us to rise up and out of fear and into our truth. Because truth totally obliterates any idea that we have to be perfect. And one more thing that I want to cover before we go is to think about where this perfectionism is coming from. When you're able to shine the light on where perfection is coming from, then you're able to dissolve the problem right there. Awareness, 98, 99% of the time is going to change the situation without anything else that needs to happen. Just by shining your attention on what's going on, you start to illuminate the problem and that big scary monster that's hiding in the closet goes away. You realize that it never really existed in the first place. Perfectionism oftentimes comes from the idea that we're not going to be enough or that somebody's going to disapprove of something that we did or who we are as a person. And it can leave us feeling insecure and inadequate. So I'm going to give you a little clue where to look here. And usually it's in the beginning of life when you're a young child and usually manifests with a parent who is critical or that has perfectionism within themselves already. So they expect you to live to their standards. So you strive to be perfect for them, right? Because what does it mean when we're young that if we aren't perfect and that we're not approved of, then we're somehow kicked out of the tribe. And then what happens? Being kicked out of the tribe equals death at some levels. I mean, on a psychological level, obviously that's not necessarily true in this day and age, but in the past, in ancient times, we hold memories from those times where people would experience that. So it's a very real feeling and real thing that lives inside of us as a fear that if we're not perfect, that other people are going to judge us and that they're going to disapprove and kick us out of their tribe. Or if you're somebody who has always done really well and you were an overachiever and then you felt the pressure to always live up to that achievement, that can create that ego's perfection. And it can really feel damaging. And like I said, it leads to pain and it leads to suffering when we can't reach the level of perfection that we have in our minds. So explore it for you. Where does this perfectionism come from? I know for me, it definitely stems in childhood. Growing up with my mom was an interesting journey. She was pretty OCD about things in terms of how she liked her house to be. It was to the extent that I had to have black and white hangers in my closet only, and my brothers had to have blue and white only. And if she found a different color hanging up, she would go into like a panic that manifested as anger though. So I learned really quick to try to live up to her expectations and standards. And somewhere in your life, if you're dealing with perfectionism on any level or any scale, explore where that could have came from. And I know that it's not always important to know where something comes from, but it does bring light to the situation. It brings 
closure and it brings understanding. I'm not telling you to go dig in all the shadows and stay there and don't keep yourself in a disempowered state, but understanding how something has come about is a very empowering thing. And I think that the most damaging part about living from a place of ego perfectionism is the cost of life that it requires to do so. How many opportunities are not taken because of perfection? How many opportunities are never even thought about because of fear of disapproval or being inadequate or not being enough? Extreme procrastination happens. And then what happens from that is that We don't do the things that we know we wanted to accomplish, and that leads to us feeling even worse about ourselves, right? And it leads to a dissatisfied life. Satisfaction comes from taking action on the things that we know we want to experience in life. But if we're living from the state of perfectionism, where we have to make sure that every little move we make is calculated and controlled, and that we can control the outcome, then it takes away from all the magic that lies behind. But when we tap into true divine perfectionism, all that goes away. When we realize that all these things happened for a reason, with a purpose, and that the only perfection is in actual chaos and not knowing, that's when we can start letting go. That's when we can stop identifying with the outcome, identifying with our roles and allowing ourselves to be free again. Because perfectionism is like handcuffs chained to a pole for our soul. So the way through perfectionism and the way to transcend the ego's perfectionism is to remember that you are already perfect the way you are and that you don't have to identify with circumstances, situations, outcomes, roles, none of that, because it puts a lot of pressure on you. Just remember that you are a divine being and surrender the ego perfection every time it turns up. And the more that you do this and the more that you start building momentum in that direction, the easier it's going to be for you to bust through all those limitations, and be your fullest expression. And that's where real fulfillment, joy, and happiness comes from. Always remember that there's perfection in imperfection. And nobody can have this rigid idea of perfectionism and be happy. So what is it going to be? How are you going to operate from this moment on when you discover the ego trying to hold on to its idea of perfection. Are you going to surrender it and let it go and step into your truth? Or are you going to succumb to the fear and to the inadequacy that lies behind imperfectionism? I hope that this episode was illuminating for you. If you did enjoy it, please share it with somebody who you think could benefit from this as well. And until next time, I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.